0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is what you missed.
1: So I did uh, something this morning that I think many of us would have after a big storm we had last night. You, uh, you wake up and you, you look around your property, make sure everything was where you left it when you went to bed last night.
0: You could see I was so dark I couldn't
1: see anything around. Oh, I was turning on the lights. Oh. I was going outside. I had to make sure my Taj Mahal of a deck was still standing. (laughs) It didn't end up in my neighbor's backyard. (laughs) It's still there? Yeah, it's still standing, yeah. No, he did a good job. Well, it took him four years to build it, so (laughs) it's true.
0: (laughs) Arcs were built faster (laughs) than that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna need an arc for my basement. I uh I went to check my basement. Yeah. This because eh, certain times if the if the rain is coming in certain directions, yep. you know, through the doors down there, it'll 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 just kinda seep through a little bit. Uh but I was uh, happy to find there was nothing nothing leaking. I thought of you right away. Oh, it couldn't leak in your basement, it ended up all in mine. <laughs> oh <laughs> so I uh so yes, I'm gonna be on the uh the,
1: the, the horn today to uh To the restoration people, the good people over there, DKI and see if we can (laughs) start the process of fixing this because I'm tired of bending over and drying up water. Anyhow, it was so windy last night that we had this fairly heavy big flower pot on our front step and it ended up in the middle of the driveway. So I dragged that back, got up and made sure that that was uh, fine this morning and then went into the crawl space, of course, to find the big puddle. I said, well, I'm I gotta go to work. I'll I'll leave this up to Maria. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna text her shortly and say,
0: Good morning, sweetie. Guess what's yep. in the basement? <laughs> Grab some towels. Well, you got other helping hands around there now too, though. Well right? I do, I do. Uh so we'll we'll get in
1: there and, and figure it out. And and now I you know, I've often said with, with my crawl space and my flooding that I was gonna throw some sand down there and just when I sell the place, offer it up as beachfront property, True, right? lakefront property. Uh, but now, as I admitted yesterday, with a big hole in the roof, I'm going to now offer that up just as a diving board. <laughs> you just go up on the roof and
0: dive right through the living room, right down into the crawl space for a big splash. <laughs> it's fun for the whole the family. Can't wait to. Right before you sell, you're going to go to the paint aisle looking for mold gray. <laughs> I need a oh yeah. greenish-gray hue.
1: And let me tell you something. If I could find the home uh, inspection dude, I would, I w- there would be a curb stomping American History Act style. I would stomp over to him like Ray Liotta in uh, Goodfellas because I remember in that crawl space with him in that August, dry as a bone down here, he said. Dry as a bone. Look at this. Solid poo hut. Somebody on Reddit asked people to name things that used to be great but suck now. Okay. And a lot of it is modern day stuff. Well, things that aren't that old, really. And already people have turned on them. Dating sites. Most wow. of them moved to the swipe right model. And so they're even more focused on pictures now. So it's tough unless you're gorgeous. Right. So, this is, I guess, a young person's back in the day kind of complaint. Yes.
0: Like, but when you're young, aren't you kind of in your day still? No back. You don't have a back yet. No, back in the day happens very quickly for kids now. I like guess like so. 2017 is back in the day now. Yeah. yeah.
1: YouTube. It sucks now. Everything has ads. Some even play in the middle of videos. That does bug me.
0: Right, it drives me crazy. You know, in the middle of watching something. <laughs> well, listen, everything being you know monetized, yeah, you know, immediately takes a come of the some of the the real shine off of it, right? Mm-hmm. Especially when you get multiple ads now.
1: Oh every, yeah. every
0: two minutes there's an ad coming up. So
1: do do some companies pay less if they're willing to take the skip ad? You know, some ads you gotta watch right. and some you get the option to skip it. Yeah. I wonder I think if they so. get a discount maybe on their ad if they're mm. willing to. <laughs> like, I honestly, look, okay, I work in radio, so of course I'm gonna be biased, but I, for the life of me, do not understand why any company ever buys television advertising, ever. Nobody watches them anymore. We we record everything, and so we fast-forward through all the commercials. You spend
0: hundreds of thousands of dollars for something that somebody fast-forwards through. Yeah, well, I guess they they do get enough of that quick click. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, because it hasn't ended. No, no, no.
1: Uh, Facebook. For a few years, it was uh, about reconnecting with friends. Now it's just photos of your friends, kids, and people arguing about politics.
0: Yeah, this week, especially friends, kids. Oh, yeah. All the, back the Back to, back school. to school pictures. Yeah. Lots of them.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thrift stores. You know, my boys were always into shopping and digging around uh, the thrift stores. But uh, young people say they got trendy, so everything's picked through and overpriced now. Okay. Yeah. And I always, I I used to say to my boys, you know that those stores are really for people who are struggling and and need stuff. You know, I I understand you found a jacket for three bucks, but maybe the dude needs it for a job interview. Right? Can you put it back? Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) You know, Um, buying your first home. Of course, it used to be fun and exciting. Now everything's outside your budget, and you're competing with twenty other people. Now that's very true.
0: Oh, I I can't imagine. We're talking about this recently with some people. It just you know if if you are in a search for a first home like so many young people are giving up on that mm-hmm. because of the frustration of the process one to try and come up with a down payment mm-hmm. if you got to get 10 or 20 percent uh to get down uh, on a home now when you're looking at the eight to nine hundred million dollar range for a starter home it's it's got to be incredibly frustrating and then you know when you're you know, you've put together that maybe you've got eight hundred or you know six hundred grand. Mm. You think, okay, let's go look and see what's available for that price. The second you look, that it's gone up by another two or three hundred thousand dollars because yep. of people, you know, who are you know undercutting or or. or and I guess listing their homes for less than what they really the market value would be hoping to start a bidding war The opposite was so true back in the early 90s when we bought our first home
1: You would set a price hoping you would get close to that. Yes always knowing you'd end up losing a little Like if a house listed for 180 you were hoping you get like 174, uh-huh. you know now it's, I list it for 800 in the hopes of getting 1.2 million. Right. <laughs> it's so crazy. And also, you know, in talking to to my to my eldest son who's now back from England, and friends of his, he's 27, so he's got friends who are now in that stage of their life. and many are not giving up, but just finding another angle. And one of those angles, I think, seems to be parents are willing to sell their current home. Cash out, find something bigger
0: with a basement apartment. Oh, gotcha! Yeah,
1: they basically move into the apartment. They li- they give the huge down payment. They live in the basement for free. Kid goes under the house goes under the kid's name, and the parents live there. Yeah, for free. It seems to be the the trick for some.
0: Well, there you go. You can, <laughs> yeah, you have, you your, know. have your bedroom flooded. You, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's right. They'll put me in the crawl space. And, you know, the great parenting I
1: did, my boys are sure to give me a splendid basement apartment. <laughs> me and the rats. Um, and flying. Flying sucks these days. Well, listen, flying has sucked for a long time. Was a, well, there was a time you see these old photos of people getting dressed up nice and, the, you know, trays of uh, real food and silverware and such. That doesn't happen anymore. But that was the 80s. That was the 60s, I think. Yeah, not
0: even. They were tired like, the 80s and into the 90s. It or at wasn't least you that got, good in the 90s. But at least you got a meal. Well, you still do, but even then, the but, meals weren't that good. No, but you, you'd, got to, you'd get a meal on a f- trip to Florida at that point. Now, sure, yeah. unless you're going across a pond. Yeah, you've got to be going to the other side of the world. Uh, right? And get yeah, in that plane for 12 hours. Well, and you've got to pay for a bag to go on. Right, now, yeah. like everything, again, monetized. The seats
1: are smaller, the food is worse, the fees are higher, and, of course, all the other passengers are out of their flipping minds. So some kids uh, went back to school yesterday, more today, some tomorrow. I was talking to a teacher yesterday and asking about uh, new rules that will be in play, especially for high school students, and that's what she's going to be teaching, is um, what happens if you get a student whose parents uh, aren't into the whole vaccine thing and have kind of put it in their head that the masks don't work either, and a kid comes in as is kind of defiant about that, and she said, well, I don't know what the rule is. They all have to ask about that. I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> of stuff that has to be ironed out. As we make our way forward, but you would figure if some, uh, especially the teenagers, the young ones, they'll they'll for the most part do as they're told. They'll probably just have to be reminded constantly to pull it up. One more thing for the teachers to uh, to have to keep an eye on. But uh, you would think if any high school students cause any grief with it, be just off to the principal's office as as normal, right? And hopefully uh, the teachers won't get that. It's it's going to be um, certainly interesting, especially in schools. Where they don't have any A.C., you know, it still stays fairly warm through uh, a good part of September. Sitting there in a
0: hot classroom with a mask
1: on your face is not going to be the most pleasant experience.
0: Uh, uh, no, I, you know, listen, schools, teachers have been encouraged if they can keep doors open to portables or windows open uh, as much as possible. Mm. You know, they put in... A lot better ventilation systems, HEPA filters in the classrooms if they can as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I would imagine if a kid comes in without a mask, it's it. You know, one's either provided for them or mm-hmm. they're they're sent either to the office or home. Much like if they came in without a shirt, I'd imagine. Too. I remember being in high
1: school; the mask for me wouldn't have worked. What with all the uh, neck it up with the ladies, I was doing. <laughs> You
0: know Barely had a moment from my studies What was on my neck and Mind you, you know, high school days Acne being what it is and was Oh man The
1: mask might help
0: Every now and then
1: Or it might make it worse You know, when you're an oily, sweaty kid I mean, I uh, I wasn't always this handsome lucky (laughs) (laughs) I must be honest I went through a bit of a rough patch Look who joins us. It's Ted Reeder for Holinda's
2: Meats. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Good morning, Ted. How are you? I can't complain, you know.
1: You've been on vacation. Now, when a man like Ted Reeder, the grill master Ted Reeder, is on vacation, are you still working the grill for the family, or do you say, I'm on vacation, order takeout?
2: It's a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of both. You know. Last night, last night it was it was uh, well, it was really wild here at the at the reader household. Mm. Uh, my wife made eggplant parm. Oh, I, I like
1: that. I like an egg par- eggplant parm.
2: Yeah, it was mighty tasty. Yeah, for a uh, for a vegetarian Tuesday, it was uh, it was pretty darn good.
1: Yeah,
2: uh, we were uh, yeah, it was amazing, amazing, nice. Uh, and we uh, we fried it up out on the grill just to. Make it easier, so you don't heat up the house. You know, in so, warm days.
1: So, with an eggplant parm, now do you do the uh, the trick with the eggplant where you you salt it, and let it sit for half an hour to bring out the bitterness and do all that, and then do you bread your eggplant?
2: Yes, so uh, definitely uh, salt the uh, slice. It. My wife likes to slice it quite thick, actually, about like inch, inch and a quarter thick. Okay, and uh, she then salts it and lets it sit for half an hour, then gives it a rinse and pats it dry into a little seasoned flour, uh, egg wash batter, and then uh, she does a mixture of cornflake crumbs. Mm. And um, uh, uh, she added in a whole whack of fresh herbs from the garden, some chives, some sage, some oregano, a little bit of dill, chopped it all up, mixed it in with the breading, and then breaded the eggplant. And then into uh, a shallow uh, fry pan with hot oil fried them on both sides until golden brown and then we put them on a on a rack and just left them in the grill on the top shelf at about 225 degrees and just let them sit in there for a good half hour, 45 minutes while we got everything else ready and they got so tender, tender, tender. It was really good. A little bit of tomato sauce on top, touch of uh, mozzarella cheese let it melt down and man, it was it was delicious. Well Ted, I, I can't, can't believe I just said that to the meat guy. Well I
0: was gonna say, I can't comment on the eggplant because I've never used one.
2: He doesn't even know what one outside looks like. of the emoji.
0: <laughs> um,
2: no, but I, Dude, I you're killing me here. Right? I usually Craig kills me. Now you're doing
1: well, it. Ted, Lucky the... Lucky can't spell the word veggie. If it you know, we'll be talking, so, hey, what'd you do on the weekend? Well I went to the butcher, I went to the butcher, I went right. to the butcher. This guy is at the
0: butcher six times a week. Uh-huh. my hero but Ted, i do have a question though when it comes to the pan because a lot of people when they go to the barbecue they want to do other things rather than just use the grills but some uh, you know barbecues have that side burner which i I never know if i can trust or really heat anything are you using like a regular frying pan you have a special one is it a cast iron that you use what's best if you want to use a fry pan or or plate on the grill
2: Well, a cast iron pan or a cast iron grill plate is really great because it uh, doesn't warp. It holds a nice, even heat and gives you a nice, even fry. It's just a matter of keeping it, you know, you've you've got a distance on a grill of about three to four inches from the burners up to the the bottom of the pan. Mm. So um, it sometimes takes a little bit longer to, to heat up if you're using it straight on the grill. But if you're using your side burner, it works beautifully. Just okay. turn it on and let it rock and roll. Yeah, for sure. And the, and the flat pans are great. You can do pancakes. You can fry bacon. You can sauté onions and mushrooms, uh, make French toast, fry an egg. You can do a lot of stuff with it and, you know, get yourself out of the kitchen and utilize your grill to do everything, whether it's a charcoal grill or a gas grill.
1: And uh, back to the eggplant quickly, Teddy. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I I know the lovely Maria's done this, uh, where she'll take a whole eggplant, we'll get the grill really hot, and then she'll just throw the whole eggplant. On the grill, just keep turning it. Of course, all the skin gets charred, but the inside literally goes to basically like goo. And then she'll peel it all back, mix it with olive oil and maybe some lemon, a lot of garlic, salt and pepper. You just eat it straight up like that. It's it's really quite good.
2: Oh, it's awesome! It is awesome. Eggplant. I mean, this time of year, they're coming out of the gardens. They're big. They're plump. They're full of flavor, uh, and they and they work beautifully on the grill. And you don't need a little bit. of Little, You don't need a lot of ingredients. No. Just salt, pepper, garlic, some olive oil, and grill them up and eat them that way. Drizzle, drizzle them with a little bit of... Uh reduction of balsamic vinegar and you've got a great thing going on on the grill i mean vegetables on the grill all year long can be done and and as the seasons come through you know back in june we had asparagus and then uh, july and august brings us the corn right now you know you've got some straggling peaches still around try those on the grill apples pears uh from a fruit angle are, are fantastic zucchini Uh, make yourself a zucchini steak, throw it in the garbage, and have yourself a real
0: steak. (laughs) I I find it funny just listening to you two. All along, we talk barbecue. Never once have the wives even entered the conversation until eggplant comes up, and they control
2: it. Uh, Yes. Yes. Well you know what? It it's it's nice. I love it when uh, when the divorce lawyer cooks breakfast and, <laughs> and, and jumps in on on doing some dinners as well. And it's it's amazing. You know, you share those duties uh with a with the family and it brings you closer together and you're all outside cooking together. Beautiful.
1: All right, Teddy, you're a good man and uh, we're glad we got you even while you're on your vacation. People want to talk to you. How do they get a hold of you? Whether it's about vegetables or beef or fish or anything on the grill.
2: Well, you'll find me in the social media world at Ted Grills and this week I'm back at the joint starting today. We're open tomorrow, Thursday through Sunday and we got a bit of a big-ass party happening on uh, Saturday night with limited tickets available. I'm doing up about 10 courses worth of food. We're having a barbecue party. So if you want me, you got to direct message me, and I'll uh, I'll hook you up with some tickets.
1: Beautiful, Teddy. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.
2: You got her. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Michael K. Williams, a terrific actor. He was on The Wire. Many people, if if you've seen The Wire, there's uh, many who would say that The Wire and The Sopranos were neck and neck for the best dramas ever put out by HBO. Uh, it was on in the early 2000s. Terrific actor. He played Omar Little on The Wire. Such an amazing character. Well. He was found dead, age of 54, in his Brooklyn apartment, found dead of a suspected heroin overdose. Hmm. Yeah, he was always very vocal about his battles and his demons with alcohol and, uh, and drugs. Uh, it's not clear when he died. A relative uh, spoke to him on Friday. He failed to show up for an engagement on Saturday. And a nephew went to check him on him yesterday and found him, so... Um, he was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was in 12 Years a Slave. He'd done a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. He was very, very good. He was really um, uh, out there, too, with Black Lives Matter. He was working on a lot of social stuff. He seemed like a really good, caring dude. Uh, but I guess his uh, his demons got the better of him. Uh, he started out, actually, as a backup dancer for Madonna and George Michael before he was encouraged to try acting by Tupac Shakur. Really? Yeah. Tupac tells you to do something? <laughs> You do it. That's right. You do it. Uh, if you're uh, a fan of Kaylee Kooko, well, you might have a chance again. She's single. Oh. Second marriage over.
0: Out looking for another Big Bang.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I guess her husband wasn't giving her enough of the, uh, the Big Bang. <laughs> he had the theory down. He just didn't. So anyhow, she's divorcing her husband, Carl Cook, after only three years of marriage. And she was married before to a tennis player named Ryan Sweeting. And I think they only lasted like a couple of years. So she's not so good at the uh, the marriage thing.
0: Nah, so there's, there's some guy out there who thinks he can. Yeah. And certainly for all that Big Bang royalty money. Yeah. Give it a shot.
1: That uh, that show she was in on, I think it was HBO or Showtime, about the flight attendant. Oh, right. It was right. really, really good. Yes. She was excellent in that. You only kind of think of her as that silly kind of blonde character out of Big Bang Theory. But she was really, really good in it. The flight attendant, I think it's called, perhaps. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly still going at it. They had uh, rented an Airbnb somewhere, and then they shared on social media that uh, the table got used for more than just dining. Pardon me? Yes, sir. So you want to make sure if you're ever renting an Airbnb after Megan Kelly and Machine Gun Kelly, you take some wipes with you. Wow. Yeah, Megan posted a photo. When I tell you that the table at this Airbnb saw some things and then MGK commented, I'm really glad that's not our table
0: anymore. My goodness. Yeah. Ryan Austin Green. I think it's the, uh, the Argentine tango, which is like the anger <laughs> dance where you're stomping around. Yeah. That'll be the only dance he does <laughs> on Dancing with the Stars this year.
1: <laughs> wow. Dad, Dad, how come you're not dining at the table with us anymore? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't do it, son. I can't do it. Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.